Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. How's it going, Giants fans? Welcome back to Fireside Giants with your boys, Alex and Anthony. Today, we are discussing how the Giants can help limit A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Now, these two players are incredibly talented. They're incredibly strong. They're incredibly talented of their own facets. A.J. Brown being a little bit more of a physical component to this Eagles offense. And Devonta Smith, one of the best route runners in the game. The guy is dangerous on crossing routes. And the Giants have had fits with both of them over the past two contests. And stopping them um, is going to be difficult. And the Giants ultimately need guys to step up. And we're going to discuss how a couple different ways, actually, how the Giants may approach this. Um, obviously, we'll find out tomorrow night, and you know this is definitely going to be an interesting situation since our secondary is a bit weak at some points. But Adore Jackson, how do you use him? Do you put him on Devonta Smith? Do you put him on AJ Brown? Do you bracket AJ Brown maybe with Fabian Moreau and somebody else, and have Adore follow um, Devonta Smith? These are all things that we're going to talk about. Um, the different kind of physical matchups, the frame matchups. It's it's difficult to stop these guys, especially if Jalen Smith is playing well. But Anthony, before we dive into it, how are you today, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm super excited for tomorrow's game. I'm getting a little bit anxious, but I'm really excited. Like, I can't wait. The Giants are playing meaningful football. They're in the postseason. The second round of the playoffs, like, what more could you ask for in the first year of Brian Dable's tenure as head coach? This is so exciting, but it's going to be a tough game. It's not going to be an easy one. We're going into Philadelphia. We haven't won in Philadelphia since 2013. The Eagles are as good as they've been in the past 10 years or so. This is the best Eagles team that we've seen in a long time. Jalen Hurts leading them pretty deep uh, through the, the regular season, got the first seed, but he wouldn't be able to do all that without two dynamic wide receivers in the lineup. Of course, A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Those guys are serious. They both went for over 1,000 yards this season. A.J. Brown had a career year with over 1,400 yards. He was a dominant force, second team All-Pro. We all know how good those two players are, but how did the Giants stop them? Well, I don't think they could stop them, but how do they slow them down? That's really the main question here. You mentioned it. Adoree Jackson, he's going to have a big role in this matchup. We saw what he did against Justin Jefferson last week, so that gives me a little bit more confidence going into this game, but you look back on the offseason, they let a few guys go. James Bradbury now playing for Philadelphia. Man, I wish he was in the lineup right now so we could match up with a great WR1 and WR2, but this is going to be the toughest matchup of the game in my opinion. I think our corners versus their receivers, that is the X factor in this game. If the Giants can somehow go out there and manage those two receivers and hold them in check, they have a really good shot at winning this game, but if you say A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith combined for over 200 yards, it's pretty much going to spell a nightmare for the Giants. So I think that this is the most crucial matchup going into this game. It is. And looking at A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith's stats, I'll give you guys some information. So A.J. Brown, 6'1", 226 pounds. He's a big boy, 25 years old, having a really, really good season with his Eagles team. On the year, he has 1,496 yards. So he's up there in terms of yardage. You know, Justin Jefferson had 1,800. But, you know, he's, this, is, this is a player who, in four years, this is his second Pro Bowl-level uh, team. And, you know, I think he was uh, one of the top alternatives for the, um, the All-Pro squad. I think he was on the second team. And he has a 60.7% catch rate in line with his career averages 11 touchdowns this year with an 88 percent yards per game rate and uh 17 yards per reception this is a very dangerous player my friends the the giants cannot let him get downfield this is going to be a similar strategy for what they did against the vikings 
don't let them beat you on explosive plays. You know what I mean? Straight up. You cannot let Devonta Smith, you cannot let A.J. Brown haul in 30, 40-yard touchdown grabs. If you start giving up explosive plays, the Giants are going to have to match, and I don't think that we can match blow for blow if we're going explosive 40, 50-yard plays downfield. We have to drag out some of these some of these offensive possessions because that's more of our game. You know, move the chains progressively. You know, do what you got to do. Have a very good offensive play-calling system, um, but don't take unnecessary risks. That's kind of been our game plan this season it was against the Vikings uh we weren't throwing I mean we did have some nice shots downfield we did take some some I would say like strategized risks some some good risks but you know against the Eagles you just have to limit them downfield you know Justin Jefferson we bracketed him we contained him really nicely and did not let him get downfield on us AJ Brown Jalen Hurts and you talked about this a lot Anthony in terms of Xavier McKinney they love to run AJ Brown on those streak routes and love to pull um, Devonta Smith on the crossing route so they're going to be looking to take shots they're going to be looking for Devonta Smith on the crossing on the crossers and Devonta Smith is great around the numbers you know he gets to the sideline and he can use that skinny frame to sneak around defenders and, and just keep those plays going the, the Giants two things cannot give up big chunk plays, and they got to make their tackles. This is going to be a game that is determined on how many missed tackles do the Giants have. These guys are incredibly difficult to take down. And that kind of leads me to my first discussion about Cordell Flott. So there has been some arguments going on, some good debate on whether or not Cordell Flott should be starting in this game against Devonta Smith over Fabian Moreau. So theoretically speaking, you would have um, A.J. Brown and Dory Jackson matching up, and you have safety help over the top. But then you look over at Devonta Smith, and you have Fabian Moreau, or you have Devonta Smith, or rather um, Fabian Moreau or Cordell Flott. Flott's a little bit skinny, a little bit more agile, but he's not a great tackler because he is so small. You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to be able to wrap those guys up um, in, in full stride. He's going to have some problems in that facet, but he does have a better chance, in my opinion, of causing pass breakups and just being better in coverage because he is faster and quicker than Fabian Moreau. Um, there's also another argument that Adore Jackson should be uh, manning up on Devonta Smith using that speed and then having Fabian Moreau on A.J. Brown and having in, in bracketing A.J. Brown downfield. So when you're looking at how to limit these two guys, which which route would you prefer to go? Because I know Cordell Flott had some good reps last game. He only really popped in because Fabian Moreau picked up a little injury down the stretch on the last drive. But right now, we're having a good discussion in terms of maybe the matchups favor Cordell Flott in this scenario. Yeah, so that is definitely something crucial to bring up here because when you look at Cordell Flott, just his build, the way that he sizes, the way that he matches up against Devontae Smith, he matches up better than anyone else because he and Devontae Smith are basically built the same. They're too tall for their weight and they're really skinny, but they're very lanky and they're more physical than they appear. That's how I feel about both of those players. So when you look at Devontae Smith, he is your prototypical Z receiver. He's an excellent route runner. He can move into the slot. He can run those routes over the middle of the field and he doesn't need to be physical because he's so quick and he is such a good route runner now with Cordell Flott he is a little bit more physical than most people want to give him credit he does like to get up to the line of scrimmage and jam receivers but he also is not the strongest guy so you don't want Cordell Flott going up against AJ Brown at any point in this game obviously AJ Brown is one of the most physical wide receivers in the NFL he will dominate a young rookie who weighs what Cordell Flott weighs like Cordell Flott is very undersized AJ Brown will go out there and dominate him but if you match him up against a guy like Devontae Smith who's not necessarily playing on the line of scrimmage but has 
has that buffer as the Z receiver, I think you have a chance there to, to find the solid matchup with Cordell Flott. So I think when you look at Cordell Flott's speed, especially, and you look at Devontae Smith's speed, what what the main thing that I want to take away from what Cordell Flott did against the Vikings, he only played like five snaps, but he had that crucial breakup on third down uh, against KJ Osborne. On that play, KJ Osborne ran, Alex, he ran a deep crosser, which is exactly what we're afraid of with Devontae Smith, is that he's going to run deep crossers, find the Giants in man coverage, and toast our corners, because we've seen Fabian Moreau and some of these other guys get completely torched on those deep crossers against man coverage. But what did we see against the Vikings last week? We saw Cordell Flott in man coverage defend a deep crosser against a speedy, shifty receiver in KJ Osborne, make the pass breakup to win the game for the Giants. So that's kind of where I'm looking at. If you're looking at Cordell Flott and saying maybe he deserves some playing time, that play alone tells you he can match up against Devontae Smith. For what the Eagles like to do with Devontae Smith, those over routes where they, they have him run the deep crosser and then they have uh, A.J. Brown run the deep post or, or go route, that is exactly where you want a corner who can just go stride for stride in man coverage on a deep crosser. That's where Cordell Flott comes in. And Another thing you mentioned, Alex, in terms of those deep balls with A.J. Brown and how physical he can be, I, I did the breakdown the other day on the channel of, Z of Xavier McKinney and why he can get an interception on one of those plays. He's done it against Jalen Hurts before last season, but another thing to bring up is Jalen Hurts has really struggled against pressure, so we're talking about these matchups on the outside, right? Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, how do we match up against those guys? In my opinion, one of the best ways that you slow those guys down is to pressure Jalen Hurts, because you mentioned that don't give him the opportunity to throw the deep ball right pressure him make sure he doesn't have enough time in the pocket to find AJ Brown downfield and make that deep pass I think that's really the way that you mitigate the explosive plays out of this offense you just get pressure in the face of Jalen Hurts and hope that Dexter Lawrence can have a big game Kayvon Thibodeau has a big game to slow down Jalen Hurts and prevent him from taking those deep shots yeah I mean look those deep shots as you said entirely going to be related to how successful the Eagles offensive line plays. If they can give Jalen Hurts the time in the pocket, he's going to have opportunities to go downfield with the football. So, you know, you were saying before the episode started, Wink Martindale, you know, he's probably dreaming of, you know, blitzing the blitzing quarterbacks and, and, and getting a very strategic method out of these pass rushers. Who do you think has got to step up in this one? Like in terms of a pass rush, we know Aziz Ojolari is going to be kind of limited in this one. We know Kayvon Thibodeau is kind of serving as like our veteran pass rusher at this point in time. Like we expect him to be pretty solid and we're going to need, it's going to be the big one, Dexter Lawrence versus Jason Kelsey. Like who wins that battle may determine who wins this game because Jason Kelsey, arguably the best center in all of football, probably, I think probably unanimously considered the best center in all of football. And Dexter Lawrence right now is one of the best defensive tackles in football. Whoever wins that battle is is going to be the impact player of this game because Dexter Lawrence kind of was the catalyst for us on defense last week against the Vikings. He pretty much helped win us that game. Like, without him, we probably don't win that one because, you know, their offense, he came up big down the stretch on a couple of occasions and made some big plays, especially on that last fourth and eight um, to Hawkinson that we stopped. Dexter Lawrence was right in Kirk Cousins' face, forced him to make that throw, did not give him time um, to sit back in the pocket. So keep in mind, his impact is significant, but... You know, if there's anyone in my mind, aside from Dexter Lawrence, it's 
probably going to be Leonard Williams. If Leonard Williams can replicate what he did last week, we, we I'm, I'm confident Dexter Lawrence is going to be pretty solid in this game, but Leonard Williams has got to be electric. He's got to be amazing to complement Dexter Lawrence. They cannot let this guy get away in Jalen Hurts. Leonard Williams has the speed and athleticism to catch him before he gets out of the pocket. We can't spy on him all the time because they have such a good receiving core. Quez Watkins, in addition, and Dallas Goddard. Stopping tight ends has always been a problem for us. I expect to see a lot of Landon Collins in this game um, in, in in coverage on guys like Dallas Goddard. So, you know, I'll ask you this, Anthony. You know, we haven't really talked about the tight end situation over there, a lot about the receivers. How do you think they're going to try to stop Dallas Goddard, who is just an absolutely fantastic tight end and has been really, really good for them this year? This has been a, a kind of our kryptonite against a lot of teams in the NFL across the last couple of seasons. Stopping him has to be a priority. Yeah, 100%. It has to be a priority, especially when you look at what happened to the Giants in their last matchup against the Vikings. TJ Hawkinson had a field day on the Giants defense. So how do the Giants slow down Dallas Goddard? Well, I'm not really 100% sure because they haven't been able to find the answer for slowing down tight ends. However, in that game against the Vikings, it was kind of like they sacrificed that for slowing down Justin Jefferson, right? Like they let TJ Hawkinson go for 100-something yards, let him get all of his receptions, be the X factor in that offense. But in the process... They really limited Justin Jefferson. That's what you want to do. You would rather have the Eagles feed Dallas Goddard, throw him a bunch of passes, have him go for over 100 yards, but keep A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith both underneath 100 yards. So maybe the, the strategy there is to put everybody on those two receivers and kind of let Dallas Goddard run free for the most part. You know, just let him have a good game. Obviously, don't let him score a bunch of touchdowns and kill you, but don't focus on him nearly as much as you focus on the other guys because the Giants have shown that they can get away with letting tight ends have big games against them this season. They, the tight ends can have a, a solid game, right? Dallas Goddard can go out there for 100 yards and one touchdown, but if he goes out there for 100 yards and one touchdown and uh, you have A.J. Brown go for over 100 yards and a touchdown or two, then you're screwed. But if you're able to keep both of those guys out of the end zone, Smith and Brown, and you let Goddard get into the end zone, you're probably in good shape if you just let the tight end have a decent game and you slow down those receivers. So you put pretty much all of your effort and energy into slowing down those receivers and you just hope for the best with the tight end. Now, who exactly matches up against him? I think that's tough to say. Probably Landon Collins. You're probably seeing a lot of Xavier McKinney getting down in the box and manning up on Dallas Goddard. And the same thing for Julian Love. Maybe you see a little bit of Dave Belton. I know he played a little bit in the fourth quarter of last game, last week's game, but I don't really trust him against a tight end. So what you're going to see probably is a rotation of Landon Collins, Tony Jefferson, and Xavier McKinney trying to slow down Dallas Goddard when they need to. But if they don't need to slow down Dallas Goddard, and he's just picking up some chunk plays here, here and there, they're going to be focusing all of their efforts on those outside receivers, Devontae Smith, and of course, A.J. Brown. That's the main priority for them. But another thing that you mentioned, Alex, that I want to discuss, I just want to harp on uh, Leonard Williams. You mentioned how you think he might be the X factor in the Giants pass rush in this week's game. I'm going to say I completely agree. When you look at that Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, across the board here, when you take a look at it, uh, they're stacked in pretty much every position. We know Lane Johnson is arguably the best right tackle in the NFL. Jason Kelsey is arguably the best center in the NFL. Uh, they have Milata at left tackle, who's a really good young player, but the youngest, least experienced player on this offensive line is left guard Landon Dickerson. Now, this is a player that we've actually, we've really wanted the Giants to target in the draft when he came out in 2021, but Landon Dickerson, the least experienced player on this line, and absolutely, if there is a weak link, it's him. And who's matched up against him, Alex? 
Leonard Williams. So yeah, that is, in my opinion, I agree with you. That's the X factor on the defensive line for the New York Giants. You target Landon Dickerson and you try and hope that Leonard Williams takes him to school and bees the game wrecker that you want him to be. Because I think that Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, they're going to be playing in tandem, but that's a great interior offensive line. But if there is a weak point, it's Landon Dickerson. So target him and hope that Leonard Williams takes him to school. Yeah, I mean, that that's exactly what we want. You know, uh, a veteran versus a guy that's a little bit younger. And, you know, we need this defensive line to step up big time. And ultimately, that's what's going to fuel um, more pressure on Jalen Hurts and hopefully helping the secondary out because the secondary is going to need help. These cornerbacks, I trust Adoree. I think he's going to be fine. But I wonder if they go with more of a zone than a man coverage situation this time around. You know, I think, I think you know, last week we saw a lot of zone. We saw a lot of bracket coverage. Um, we know that Wink Martindale prefers to go man coverage, but... Can you man up against A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, especially Devonta with his long wingspan? I, I just don't know. You know what I mean? I just don't know if, if, if that's the best idea. But, you know, again, that's why Wink Martindale's a defensive coordinator, not us, um, or any of us for that matter. So, I don't know. It's going to be exciting. This is going to be a really fun game, guys. The nerves are definitely trickling in for me right now. I woke up today and I was feeling, like, a little jittery, and I was like damn, like it's, it's getting close. It's getting really close. And ultimately, I'm confident. I think the Eagles are overly confident, which could be a vulnerability for them, you know, really quiet them early. If we can come out firing and put some points on the board, get the momentum early, we can put them on the back step and we can really help mitigate their fans, take their fans out of this entire game. And if we do that, we can demoralize them start to rack up some points, that would be a best-case scenario. But, of course, I think this is going to be a dogfight, guys. I think this is not going to be a blowout. I think whoever wins this game is going to have to lay it, leave it all on the football field. It's going to be an absolute war. And that's, I wouldn't have it any other way, man. I, would, I just would not have it any other way. I love the fact that the Giants are going to go out there and just leave it all on the field and put it all together. Would I love them to beat the Eagles? Absolutely. But I do not think this is going to be a blowout on either side. I think this is going to come down to the fourth quarter, and it's going to come down to a couple of key big defensive moments down the stretch, and that's why we're talking about a lot of these defenders on the Giants' side of the football. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below in the YouTube comments. Who would you use on this Giants roster to cover Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown? How would you go about this? Definitely an intriguing question. I'd love to hear your perspectives. As always, make sure to have a fantastic rest of your day. Get a good night rest for tomorrow. We got a long one, and we're going to be watching some football, obviously. Um, the Bengals and uh, or rather the, the Chiefs and the Jaguars is going to be a tremendous game beforehand. So we got a really good weekend upcoming. Hope you guys enjoy every second of it. We got you guys covered with any news on all of our platforms. So go make sure to check out our Twitters and Instagram and everything. We got you guys covered um, on any updates that do drop before the game. Make sure to like and subscribe as always, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Giants episode.